Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey everyone, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. My name's Matt. I'm Dory. Um, please leave your Apple Podcast reviews. That's on Apple Podcasts. It used to be on iTunes, but that's not a thing anymore. Well, iTunes is a thing, but your podcasts come from Apple Podcasts. Facebook group? It is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Excellent Adventure. There's so much to do, so much to see. There was another SF Egghead meetup. They posted a picture. Oh man, it was really sweet. They're they, on top of their shit. They got like they got like twelve or fifteen people there. That's very cool. Yeah. Um, you can also visit our website. It's excellentadventure.com, and you can uh, become a supporter of the podcast by going to patreon.com forward slash excellentadventure. That'll get you access to up to two bonus podcasts, depending on what level you join at. We just put out. Um, an, uh, an episode yesterday for the uh, $5 and above folks. Hope you enjoyed 
the discovery that Dory's parents weren't nearly as strict as I thought. Uh, now you can also email us, Dory and Matt at Gmail and Matt and Dory at Gmail, and we do have a phone number. It's 413-461-BABY. We were on the Committed podcast last week. Yep. The episode is called Hope is a Dangerous Thing. So if you'd like to hear us over there, please look for that in your Apple Podcasts uh, thing while you're leaving a nice five-star review of us. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a podcast about uh, couples and relationships, and they interviewed us about, you know, our podcast and marriage, and it was a good time. It was a great time. Uh, and if you're a new listener who came over here because you heard us on Committed, welcome. Bienvenue. Indeed. Do you always find it weird that all the Massachusetts signs say Bienvenue? No. I mean, I get it's close, it's to, close Canada, to Canada, but like, it seems odd. Really? Yeah. Hmm. All right. I mean, it's just that province. Yeah. So, but anyway. Are, it is directly below that province. Yeah, so Bienvenue to all of you committed listeners who are now committed to listening to us. Um, if you're a Patreon subscriber, you might have heard some news, but, uh, for everybody else, Dory went for her second beta last week. I did. I went on Wednesday and, um, actually I didn't talk about this on the Patreon episode. Dr. Beck called while we were in the middle of recording Forever 35. Oh yeah. And I saw like CFP like flash up on my phone mm -hmm. and I just like threw down my headphones and grabbed my phone and like ran into the other room. <laughs> It's got to be pretty nerve-wracking, huh? And Kate was like, oh, is that the Postmate? And I was like, no. <laughs> what if it was the Postmate? What if Calling Dr. from Beck, CFP? What if Dr. Beck Moonlight was also a Postmate, Postmate person? That would be very strange. Um, no, but she called to say that my beta was 9,849, which yeah. she seemed very pleased about. And she told me I didn't have to come back until the day after Labor Day. But guess what? I'm going in tomorrow. Yeah. Because I saw some blood today and I freaked the fuck out. Dory saw some blood. Uh, you know, look, we're familiar with all of these things that can go wrong, that are normal. Uh, but even when you see something that could be very normal, it's uh, natural that we all freak out. So, yeah. top freaker outer in this home, at least today, was Dory. I often freak out about other things entirely, but... Thank you for acknowledging that. Well, I said today. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's Bo. Like, yesterday he was the top freaker outer because of that uh, Amazon delivery. You know, he got, I had to let him out. Oh, that was today. Oh, Bo might have freaked out more than you. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, he really got up on that door. The Amazon delivery of our air conditioning filters. Yeah, which I now have a calendar invite to change every three months. Um, yeah, so I had gone to an orientation um, so I could volunteer with the LA Animal Services uh, animal shelters. Mm -hmm. And I was walking around looking at the dogs in the kennels, and I was like, hmm. I feel like something just came out of my vagina. Mm. And then I went to the bathroom and there was like a spot of blood on my underwear. And then I peed and there was some more blood and I was like, 
Oh, oh no. He was just flushing out the blood. Oh no. And then I emailed Dr. Beck. I mean, let's go with the direct order of op- op- operations here. So you see that. You email from the bathroom? No. You continue with dog orientation. Well, dog orientation was done. Okay. I, dog orientation had ended. And then I was like, I'm just going to take a look at the, like, the orientation was just held in their, like, community room. Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't actually, like, walk around the shelter. So I was like, I'm just going to go look at, like, what the shelter is all about. Mm-hmm. So I went and looked at the dogs in their kennels. And then I went to the bathroom. Okay. And then I got in my car. And first I called CFP and it was like this complicated phone tree. And I pressed four to talk to the doctor on call, but then I was on hold for so long. And then I was like, okay, I'm just going to email Dr. Beck. So I emailed her. But by the time I was able to like safely email her whilst driving, I was like almost home. Yeah. So then I got home and I told you. Mm -hmm. And then. I decided I was going to call one more time. And finally I got, I got through to someone and they patched in Dr. Mars. I did have the brief uh, realization that the doctor on call could have easily been Dr. Ringler. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> um, but it wasn't, it was the other doctor. Uh huh. And he was like, well, yeah, okay. You can come in tomorrow for some blood work. Like, he didn't seem super concerned, but he also didn't seem... Again. No, go ahead. He Like, I was like, could I be miscarrying? He's like, eh, probably. Well, we won't know. Wait, did he say probably? No, 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 no. He, I was going to say that he said probably not, but that's not exactly what he said. He said, well, you know, I don't think we'll be able to tell right away. Like, he wasn't very clear. He didn't seem super alarmed, but then Dr. Beck emailed me back and she said, please take it easy. Um, continue your meds. Come in and see me tomorrow at eight. It could be um, from your medication or it could be something like with your cervix. Yeah. And in the meantime, you know, Matt was telling me to stop Googling. But one of the things that I <laughs> did figure out when I was Googling is someone was like, put a pad in so you can actually see how much blood is coming out. Okay. And cause if you're like soaking pads with blood, that's bad. Yeah. So I put a pad in probably like two hours ago and I just went to the bathroom. There was like a, like a tiny spot of blood on it. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not soaked. Yeah. So Dory opened up the Google wormhole and uh, found information that... The information was was like, it's probably okay, but it could be horrible. I think that's, <laughs> that's everything, right? Uh, look, it's, it, this is, it's tough. You know, we, we, we don't know what we're doing, as is the huge. Um, we each texted a bunch of people. Yeah. And, who all, and every single person. Who all had had bleeding. Yeah. Every but single person. It's still... And now if you get that text, you can be like, yeah. Well. Mm-hmm. We've been knocking on wood a lot lately. Yeah. And this is like particle board. So. No, it's wood. You think? Yeah. I've had it. Honestly, this, I bought this desk the first week I moved to Los Angeles. 
and it's uh, still here and in pretty decent shape. So, anyway, look, I know a lot of you are going to want to email me with your stories of bleeding, like ending up fine or not ending up fine. I, I, I don't, I don't know that I need stories. <laughs> Is that wrong? Um. No, I mean you're not asking any questions. No, you ask the questions, and we're going to have Doctor Beck answer something tomorrow. Correct. But look, chances are, it's normal, and uh, nothing to be concerned about. But of course, because we're people who are neurotic and been through a lot so far, we're going to go check it out. Yeah. Uh, so tomorrow. We're going to check out the old DKB and uh, look, we'll have information by the time we put out that second Patreon episode. Yeah, we sure will. Yeah. Uh, so if you're not a member, boy, oh boy, seems like the month. To you're going to have to wait a long time. Yeah. I, look, honestly, I don't think it's anything I'm trying to be uh, very optimistic uh, regarding this. So, yeah, I think it's probably just normies Okay. coming out of your out of your normie hole okay is that what we're calling it now normie hole for now oh okay maybe the baby should be named norm nope norm (laughs) how many babies do you think were named norm in the u.s in the last year well i mean norman would be the name right but how many i don't know I'm sure that's googleable but i would like you not to be on google i'm not googling find out some detrimental things about norm I'm not Googling it. Okie dokie. So that is where we're at. Otherwise, it's been a pretty good uh, week as far as like our general uh, mood and feelings. Yeah, that's accurate. Um, so it wouldn't be us if we didn't put a damper on it somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to everyone who got too excited. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> It it was nice to to hear from so many people after last week's episode. Thank you all for your notes and voicemails and Instagram messages and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, it's been um, very nice to hear from everybody. Yeah. It's been uh, lovely to know that they're around. Well, why, why do you sound like that? I don't know. I just got so depressed about this. Oh, no. You're supposed to be the optimistic one. I know. Then I just started thinking about it. I started thinking about the 8 o'clock appointment. I started thinking about going to it. I started thinking about... I don't know. Whatever. Huh. <sighs> Guys, I think she would have been better off if she hadn't Googled anything. I was already freaking out before I Googled anything. If anything, the Google calmed me down a little bit. Yeah? Mm-hmm. That's good. That's something. Hi, everyone. We're back from a non-break. I stopped the podcast because I had an existential crisis about the podcast. Yeah, it only lasted about 20 minutes, though. <laughs> 
just was like, man, we have so many problems here and there, and then we have to help other people with their problems. Where's our help? I was uh, like, you're, you're just <laughs> realizing this it now. It just <laughs> all flooded at me in a wave of, uh, I would describe it as pure sadness. Um, but look, I went outside, listened to the um, George Harrison Essentials playlist over on the Apple Music. Mm. Hashtag not an ad. Um, and, you know, you swing through a My Sweet Lord, a something, and a What is Life, and you feel okay about things. All right. Good. I'm glad to hear that. That's the beauty of George. Yep. Harrison. Yep. Myra. <gasps> what? <laughs> uh, so we're going to kick things off with an email from Katie. It says, hey, guys, can't thank you enough for the podcast and the community you've built. I've been fertility journeying since March and listening since this uh, since earlier this summer. And y'all have gotten me through the lowest of the lows and all the waiting. Sometimes I feel like you guys and the community of listeners, callers, etc., are the only people who understand what we're all going through. That's a gift you've given the world. And I really think it would be uh, if we didn't, <laughs> just, you know, she gets a little political. Uh, I have an orange-headed buffoon in charge. You'd get some cool recognition from the folks in D.C. I, they have more bigger <laughs> fish to fry over there, regardless of who's in charge. Uh, also, I wanted to say that I'm still using Facebook at work, probably more than I should, but now it's for good personal reasons. I like getting feedback on what docs uh, to check out for a second opinion in New York City, rather than looking at my friend's baby slash vacation photos. Which obviously doesn't help the mood. So congrats that you've made Facebook productive and positive. Oh, thank you. Katie, we're here. So thank you for also being here with your ears. Uh, now for my question. I have two nieces who live next door and we're super close. They are, I really thought this said they're six foot three. Whoa. They're six and three. <laughs> <laughs> and I wonder if they will face uh, my same fertility challenge. What the technology will be like, when and if they want to start a family, and um, what are you going to say to your future uh, children in this area? I often threaten to start lecturing them early on and give them as much money as I can when they graduate college to start navigating their own fertility. Uh, sometimes that sounds like overkill, but sometimes I think back to my last year of uh, pregnancy miscarriaging, uh, watching my best friend have a child, my due date, as well as the uh, two IVF cycles, and think, whoa, if I can help someone I love potentially avoid this, shouldn't I do it? Would love to know your thoughts on that. <laughs> we rock. Cheers from Katie. Our thoughts on giving money to relatives in an effort to have them know. avoid IVF? Is she saying give, it, give money or just sort of educate? It sounds like a little bit of both. Well, look, anything we can do to help this easy, help this be easier for people is, I think, a good thing. And I think that's a lot of why we do the podcast. Mm -hmm. It was never like we never set out to do it as any sort of um, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's partially cathartic for us to do it. Right. So, I mean, selfish reasons. Yeah, I suppose there are selfish reasons in that we wanted a space to talk about this and not scream into the void. Yeah. The void being our house. Um, yeah, it's tough. I mean, on the one hand, 
you know, you don't want to borrow trouble as people like to say, like, you don't want to freak out like a six year old (laughs) and be like, you're probably going to have trouble getting pregnant. I mean, I'm exaggerating, of course, but you know, it's like, it's like there's a fine line between educating people and unnecessarily freaking them the fuck out. Yeah. You know? I think that that's a part of the uh, the Google debate from earlier, which wasn't really a debate. It was just me saying, stop Googling. Mm. Um, I just find that if you if you're in a headspace where you can get freaked out a little bit, I think that uh, Google's a great place to make sure you get there. Here's what I wish. I wish that sex ed in this country was actually educational and wasn't just like fear-mongering about catching a sexually transmitted disease or getting pregnant at like age 15. Yeah. Uh, that's a, a, an excellent point and, and agreed, I suppose. So, you know, if with your niece's parents permission, if you, if it, in 10 years you want to give them a more comprehensive sex ed lesson, I mean, I would say go for it. I, teach, like really teach them about fertility and reproductive health. Teach. And, the children well mm-hmm. exactly um so i concur with the missus on that thank you you're welcome honey we're in this together that's what i heard i heard that to myself earlier when i said this to myself to yourself yes i said you know what at least i have dory and i'm not alone did you really say that to yourself i did as uh-huh. I was closing the bathroom door just minutes ago. Oh, to poop? No, no, no. I was I was washing my hands. Oh, okay. Because anytime you're outside, I feel like it's gross. <laughs> um, so moving on. Indeed, we have a an email from probably our most prolific emailer, anonymous. Oh, yes. Anonymous loves to email us. Anonymous emails like every every week. Oh, at least once. Yeah. Sometimes six times an episode. <laughs> uh, Dory and Matt, congratulations on your recent beta. Let's enjoy the highs. That was a lovely day. Uh, I've been in this infertility gauntlet for a bit and have had a couple of recent losses. Uh, and it is awful. We understand. It could be very awful. Mm-hmm. Guys, I just put on my glasses. So my eyes don't have to work so hard. Um, these days I wish every pregnant woman a boring (laughs) straightforward pregnancy because doesn't that sound kind of great at this point you've had enough uh, quote unquote excitement already if you or any of your listeners have recently gotten bad news I'm sorry shit sucks Uh, even with the community sometimes you just feel alone boy this is really on point today Uh, I wanted to email so many times but every time I thought I had something you'd Never covered. Someone else would bring it up. Well, that's handy. Saves you a little bit of trouble there, Anon. Um, I only caught up about a month ago, and I finally sat down to tell you the hamster test. Any guesses as to what that is? Well, I've read the email, so I know what it is. Oh, well, that's not fun. You can't play along. (laughs) Do you have any guesses about what it is? I mean, I guess you would just get on a wheel Mm -hmm. and uh, see how hard you can run while making a baby. No. Okay. Hamster test is a nickname for the sperm penetration assay. It's like a seems like a like a 
fun title to carry around mm. if you were the personal assay to the sperm penetration. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, like many other diagnostic tests for men and their sperm, it is controversial. Are these tests controversial? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I know not every RE believes in the results slash diagnosis from fragmentation. Ha- heck, not every RE we consulted even believed in the uh, SPA. The shit is all newish, and it's hard to know when we just don't have enough data. But we did the test. More specifically, uh, my husband did. The SPA was just like a regular semen analysis, deposit-wise. But in addition to analyzing his semen, they also got a sample and put it in a Petri dish with hamster eggs. Okie dokie. <laughs> you were not expecting that. That was not. I was really expecting a wheel to come into play here at some point. Just like IVF without ICSI to see if uh, any sperm can get into the egg with somewhere around 20 hamster eggs in each dish. Also, because this is science, another hamster egg group is exposed to another man's sperm to be the control sample. Apparently, hamster eggs are the closest animal example to uh, my own fucking eggs. I don't like hamsters, so this really bummed me out. (laughs) Uh, Also, you may have asked, does this create a hamster human mutants? Apparently, the cells can divide some. Jesus Christ. But once the scientists see that sperm had their go, they destroy all the products. This sounds like the beginning of a terrifying science fiction movie. Or an awesome movie about the U.S. needing to finally win an international marathon. So they go to the only animal they know of that just runs in place, (laughs) the hamster, and they crossbreed it with humans because it's not in the rule book yet. Uh... Part of me imagines some scientist who has a pet hamster baby. So yeah, my husband's sperm fucked a hamster egg. The sperm control got a reaction uh, with 17 of 20. Uh, my husband got zero of 20, which sent us on this gauntlet. Mm. Just want to tell you about this absolutely bonkers test. It is bonkers. It's, it is bananas. <laughs> um, some hamster eggs decided how we ran my life for a few months. Now we have more data and answers, but still, hamster mutant babies could exist on this planet. I'd love to hear if anyone else has a hamster mutant baby. That's not what she said. Uh, I'd love to hear hear if anyone else has done this test or some other super weird fertility. I mean, that's an interesting topic altogether for a separate episode of weird fertility tests, if you know any. Yeah. Um, Also, I will take weird fertility... uh, ceremonies, any sort of like weird, uh, if you if you know a voodoo doctor who tells you certain things that's interesting, I'd like to hear about it. Thank you for giving me a weekly dose of this hellish nightmare that is infertility to remind me I'm not alone and that's okay to, that it's okay to hope sometimes. Wishing you all the best. Uh, anonymous. I thought that was very interesting. That's c- fucking crazy. You're pointing. Honey? Yep. You're pointing. I am. What does that tell you? From Wendell. Well, I was going to play maybe play voicemail. Well, we're going to hear from Wendell after the voicemail happens. Okay. Ready? Yes. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. Hey, I'm gonna ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? 
Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hi, my name is Katie Greenberg, and I listened to your podcast yesterday and this morning. Um, my husband and I met in a very similar way. We're older. We got married, uh, moved in together very promptly, and actually went to see the IVF doctor um, before we got married. Same thing. And I was in Hawaii calling my doctor about um, about my treatments, and we did ICSI four times. Um, and thank you, God, we uh, we did finally conceive and. Um, I remember when we, I heard your podcast this morning, and I remember when we got, um, six weeks in, I started bleeding, and we went to the doctor, and she's like, she's like, very guarded, and I was like, is it good news? And she's like, well, you're not out of the woods. She's like, you're an elderly pregnancy. Elderly, right? 39, I'm elderly. I'm laughing at that, and she's by the like, way. But, you know, this is positive. And she didn't understand that my husband and I had received so much bad news 
it's either like a glimmer of positivity around an actual baby was like the most amazing news that we could ever imagine. And um, anyway, long story short, our daughter was born March 30th, and um, and she's a delight, and I just love to tell her that she was the seed um, over all the embryos I lost, and one month I produced 60 eggs, lost every Holy single shit. embryo um, created, Whoa. which uh, my doctor and I still talk about to this day, but she hung on from cycle number two. She is my cycle number two baby, and um, and she's a miracle, and just know I am totally rooting for you guys, and um, I just really appreciate you giving voice um, to a story that is never told, and the shame that you feel, you know, because you can't even tell your family about it because they're all, they don't, they don't seem to understand, you know, there was one point, and this is my last, my last thing, I promise, um, people, this is when I was going through treatment, people were talk, telling in my, at a family gathering the story of how they told their mother-in-law that they were pregnant, and I literally crawled upstairs and started snot-nosed, messy crying for hours, and my husband came up and was like, I, I, he just was astonished. I was in so much pain. He didn't know what to do. And, um, I, you know, got off social media and I just thank you. Thank you for putting words to a story that was really the darkest time of my life ever. Um, they say it's akin to cancer treatment and I feel that way. And I just want you guys to know KDG from Boston is rooting for you all over the place. And, um, she got cut off. Well, I mean, that was a that was that was the right email to hear today, right? Yeah. I mean, that seems like uh, very. Hopefully, we're gonna have a similar report for tomorrow. Yeah. We're like, hey, it's good news. Yeah. Although I don't know when blood's ever good, but uh, you know, it seems. I look. It seems like uh, according to. All of my uh, independent research, we're, we're, it, 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 we should hopefully be uh, okay. Knocking on wood again, um, but Katie, that's a beautiful uh, voicemail, and, and thank you for listening to us. Oh, that's my phone. I'm going to put that on airplane mode so that doesn't make that interference noise. Um, yeah, that was a good, right, Katie? You're the best. That's why I wanted to listen to a voicemail, Katie G. Wendell, you got a lot to live up to, buddy. We teased you before the voicemail, and here we are. Uh, just now catching up to the latest episode of the podcast. I found you, uh, my way to you, through Star Trek TNC. Love that. Such a fun way for that to happen. Uh, and honestly, I'm just in it for bow updates and banter. <laughs> I live alone and listen to podcasts to stave, stave off the gnawing void of silence. So thanks for keeping me company while I wash dishes and fold laundry. It's, honestly, I, I do a lot of uh, dish cleaning to podcasts as well. I don't want to jinx your latest good news by saying congratulations. So I'm just happy for your current success, and I hope it continues to go your way. Thank, Thank you, you, Wendell. Uh, you had a couple of offhand questions that I happen to have answers to. This is usually how the best emails come in. I, I really like this email. <laughs> uh, though you probably never experienced any. Uh, I, I never expected any. I have a PhD in linguistics, so knowing that... Uh, knowing things that no one else cares about is kind of my thing. <laughs> Matt, you were wondering in episode six, 96, why being tired makes you say the exact opposite of what you're trying to say. That's because of how your brain finds words. 
When you're reaching for a word, your brain finds and offers up a bunch of words with connections to what you're trying to say. Words that sound similar or have related meaning. And yes, even words with the exact opposite meaning. Usually it's not a problem to pick the right one from the selection. But when you're tired, you're more likely to grab the wrong one. Interesting. Who knew we would ever have an actual answer to that? <laughs> uh, many, many podcasts ago, you mentioned a YouTuber uh, with what you thought was a speech impediment disguised as an English accent. <laughs> you pronounce R like a W at the beginning of words. Research has discovered that this pronunciation is widespread among people of a particular social class in a particular region of England. So it's entirely... Uh, possible this fellow just speaks that variety of british english huh fascinating third on the subject of matt and dory versus dory and matt given what's known about how things like this tend to be ordered in english matt and dory would be considered more typical of the general pattern that's because english like many other languages uses uh, likes to alternate stressed and unstressed syllables matt and dory uh, intends to avoid using two st- unstressed syllables in a row, Dory and Matt. See, this is this is why I like it. Just sounded better to me to say Matt and Dory. I must have just been like so used to that pattern that well, I didn't even realize it. He goes on to say, "This is a pretty robust tendency, but not a hard and fast rule. So obviously, continue to order your names however you want." Uh, I think that's why I also like how Kate and Dory sounds better than Dory and Kate. Kate and Dory, Dory and Kate. It's the same as Matt and Dory. Yeah, it's that single syllable situation. Yeah. Uh, On a less trivial manner, matter rather, uh, you had sent out the egg sperm signal for a listener with a trans husband who was wondering about using his eggs. You got some very helpful and informative responses from an RN who works with trans patients, but didn't really hear any personal stories. I haven't done this myself, but I have friends who have. I can't pretend to speak to their experiences, but I did want to say that this is far more common than it might seem. Anecdotally, the trans men I know who have tried to conceive after transition have been approximately as successful as the cis women I know. One tip, enlist a helpful friend uh, to vet the doctors slash clinic for trans friendliness ahead of time, calling and asking if they work with trans patients, asking whether or not their staff has undergone a trans awareness training so that your friend can be the one receiving uh, on the receiving end of any bullshit that might be encountered. Ooh, I like that. That's a pro tip right there. Yeah. Uh, so I have to say, uh, Wendell, your email was worth the tease. <laughs> Very informative email. Actually, this question about... Um trans pregnancies came up in the facebook group this past week oh yeah yeah wow we're still we're still looking for info on that well uh, or is it someone directed to the trans a trans man posted that he is married to a trans woman Mm -hmm. and they are trying to make a baby together Uh um and he was wondering if there was anyone else in the group who was trans or married to someone trans who might have similar experiences and it turns out that there were man that facebook group is full of every single conceivable reality yeah that's great all right this is from carolyn hey carolyn um 
The reason for my email is to ask for your and any other listener's opinion on the way our embryo transfer was handled. Interesting. I don't have any other experience to compare it to since this was my first one, so I'm hoping to get some feedback as to how to handle this going forward. When we arrived at the surgical center, my husband and I and two other couples were all waiting in separate areas directly next to one another, only separated by curtains. Same. Curtains for you. That's that's the same as in our um, clinic. Correct. We have the privacy curtain drawn around the bed. Yeah. When the doctor and embryologist together spoke to the first couple, we couldn't help but overhear everything they discussed. The number and quality of their embryos, number of embryos they were going to transfer, whether or not they would have quality embryos to freeze, etc. Mm-hmm. This particular couple apparently had many very high quality embryos and were assured they would have some to freeze. When they said that they were planning to transfer two embryos, they were told that the likelihood they would conceive twins was about 15%. Mm-hmm. Then the doctor and only the doctor came to talk to my husband and I. Her first question was how many embryos we hoped to transfer. My That's husband an and I, interesting first question. My husband and I had done our research and had hoped to transfer two embryos, but we also asked the doctor's opinion. She said, because of my age, I just turned 28, she would recommend only transferring one. She also said that fresh transfers are not as successful as frozen, so she would hate for us to transfer two fresh and essentially waste them. So with that, we signed off on one embryo to be transferred, and the doctor left. Okay. A few minutes later, the embryologist came to speak with us and showed us photos of the two embryos he was planning to transfer. Yes, he said two. We told him that the doctor recommended that we only transfer one and explained her reason for making that recommendation. It was at this time that the doctor joined the embryologist in our, quote, room. I use quotes because the walls are really only curtains. Yeah. And they began to explain to each other the reason for their recommendation. It was during this conversation, of which we were not a part. Yeah. <coughs> not a part of? Uh, or not of a part? Of which we were not part of. Uh-huh. That the embryologist said he did not think any of our other six embryos would make it to freeze. Hearing that greatly upset me, and both of them backed out of the room to, quote, give us time to make a decision. Out of the room. We ultimately decided to transfer two embryos based on the recommendation of the embryologist. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think it was professional slash appropriate slash a violation of HIPAA to allow other patients to overhear the details of one another's procedure or situation? Would I have been upset to hear the news I received regarding my embryos if I hadn't overheard the other patient's situation? Of course, but it definitely didn't help. Do I bring this up to my doctor's office to be addressed? Do I just suck it up and get over it? I may be just overreacting since this is still a fresh wound, but I'm curious what you would do or just your general thoughts. Well, um, I think whenever I'm confused as to how you have these, how this conversation happens while you're in a, curtained off area this was going to be my uh my reaction like i get i understand that things are probably a little different when you do a fresh transfer versus a frozen transfer Mm -hmm. but still why is that are these decisions and discussions happening like 10 minutes before your transfer yeah that is the thing that stuck out to me so this is like right before a transfer yeah yeah, this is this is where I find it confusing as well. And maybe someone who has done a fresh transfer can weigh in. Is this normal? Or are we just so used to doing frozen transfers that, you know, we're used to kind of getting all this set up ahead of time? Honey, I think you just named the episode. What? Is this normal? Oh, is this norm? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, because with us, any sort of information happens after the fact. Right. So it's like, you know, we'll do the retrieval. Then because of ICSI, they're going to have to then do the hamster test on real eggs. Uh, and then, you know, we see how many of those fertilized. Then there's that phone call. Then after that phone call is the update of how many have made it to blastocyst. Then... After that phone call, the PGS testing happens. After the PGS testing happens, the other phone call comes in, which is this is how many are blah, 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 blah. Follow up to that would be an appointment with the doctor for an ultrasound of sorts. And then that discussion would happen in the room with walls. Right. I also feel like even in the room with curtains, like either the doctors talked very quietly or I just wasn't like paying attention, but I don't remember really overhearing that many other Yeah, nor did I try to hear it. Yeah. I guess is sort of my, I gave them privacy with my ear brains. <laughs> well, you know, they might've been in a situation where the doctor was talking so loudly that they couldn't help it over oh, here. Real boisterous guy, huh? Yeah. Or gal. Or, no, I think that the um, doctor was a woman. The embryologist was a man. Um, Do the embryologist mansplain embryos yes. to the doctor. I'm also not familiar enough with HIPAA to know that, like, if you don't know who the person is, is it a violation of HIPAA if you overhear it there? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm inclined to think it is not. Yeah. Because of every post-OR room I've ever been in in my life. Right. It's curtains. Is Yeah, curtains for you. Yeah. So. Um, so that's that's. That's my thought. Are you uh, right to feel angry? Guess what? Your feelings are valid. Yeah. You're a human being. Yep. You can feel however you need to feel. Hell yeah. Um, are you are your expectations high of these uh, medical professionals? No. They should be high. They should be professionals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, They've got the medical part taken care of. Yeah, they do. Okay. So... That was a lovely email, honey. Who else uh, Who else is knocking at the egg-cellent door? Well, I'm going to play another voicemail. Okay. Okay. An audio knock. Hi, Matt and Dory. This is Tenley from Los Angeles. I've called in once before about the dog parks in Playa Vista. Um, I'm actually in bed right now with my dog um, and bawling my eyes out just hearing you guys finally get a positive pregnancy test. So excited for you! I feel like I know you guys, following you well, forever since um, day one, and I'm just so excited for you. Um, I call, I'm calling because not only to congratulate you and um, like cry my eyes out, <laughs> but also to let you know about Synthroid. I too have um, an oh, elevated Synthroid thyroid. Um, like back in December, um, I had subacute thyroiditis, which resulted in hyperthyroidism. We then resulted in hypothyroidism. It was a mess. Anyway, I'm on 50 MCGs of Synthroid as well, and I take it in the morning and just, you know, to help you out, I know it's a pain in the butt, take all your vitamins at night before you go to bed. This is helps. what you've done. I don't want them to interfere with the Synthroid. So I wake up at 7 a.m., I, my I did it because I whatever, heard and this. then I just pop yeah. in a Synthroid and I, I kind of go back. To- I'm just pausing it to say that as soon as I saw this, because I get the transcripts of the yeah. voicemails, as soon as I saw this come in and I saw Take Your Vitamins at Night, I was like, oh my God, yes. <laughs> All right, continue. Okay. To bed until like 7.30. I get up at 7.30. Also, you can't drink coffee like within an hour of Synthroid, so don't drink coffee. Um, in terms of like Wellbutrin and stuff, I know that sucks in the four hour period, but 
um, if you can take stuff at night, the night before, it will save you. I was taking a prenatal in the morning, and it was interfering with my synthroid, and my thyroid was actually like really off a couple times when I was going to see my endocrinologist. So make sure you take all your vitamins at night, and it was it it works out great. Synthroid is a blessing, I'm telling you. I don't really like meds, but it works. And um, congratulations, you guys. I'm just so excited for you. I'm going to start crying again. Um, <laughs> This is awesome. Yay. Go baby. Go Matt Dory baby. Awesome. That's right. All right. Lots of love. And my little pup who's in my bed with me, Boston. My name's Boston. I'm from Boston. Go Red Sox. We're number one. And we're going to hopefully win MLB uh, champs this year. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, Look, don't put the cart before the horse. Bo and my other dog, Pablo. Says hi to Bo as well. All right. Love you guys. Congratulations. Bye. Pablo and Boston. Bo says hi back. He says, what up? We just got swept by the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Whoops. No longer the Devil Rays, just the Rays. <sighs> That's awkward. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't a great performance <sighs> this weekend. No. But, but, look, that was very helpful. It was. So I, helpful, I, in fact, I, that she immediately implemented I immediately implemented the vitamin session. Um, I, did, I did some extensive Googling, and Wellbutrin is not... Um, you you can take Wellbutrin within four hours of. You did some extensive googling. Yes. You didn't ask a pharmacist. You just googled. Yeah. Okay. Um. But yeah, I did start taking my prenatals the night before. Very good. Thank you. Um. And when gonna, do you hit your Wellbutrin? Um. Usually about half an hour, forty five minutes between half an hour and an hour after I take the Synthroid. So I've been taking the Synthroid like pretty early. Mm-hmm. And then, okay. like, it, while I'm still in bed. Right. And then when I, like, finally get up, go to the bathroom, like, blah, 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 then I'll take my Wellbutrin. All right. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So, there's been some talk about, you know, knock on wood. Mm. <laughs> If this if this pregnancy sticks, are we going to keep going with the podcast? And some eggheads have weighed in. Big knock on wood there. Um, Stacy says, I would love to continue to hear about your pregnancy journey after IVF. So nice to hear the good news when this actually works. And it's definitely okay to share your joys with everyone. I'm also newly pregnant after my third round of IVF with a fresh transfer, and it would be great to go through this with you. Mm -hmm. Maybe the podcast is a mix of IVF-related topics in addition to pregnancy-related topics similar to your two different Facebook groups. Anyways, I'm over the moon excited for you. Enjoy this time. You deserve it. Um, And we we heard from another listener. Reasonable... Reasonable uh, request, request suggestion, mm-hmm. request. Hi, Dory and Matt. This is Tyler from Texas, and I just had a comment. And um, I was just listening to your most recent episode, and I'm super excited for you, and I'm hoping for the absolute best outcome and wishing you all the luck. But either way, I definitely, you know, 
hope y'all continue the podcast. And if it goes, you know, the best way, then hopefully you can take us along on that journey. Because I just think y'all have been such wonderful advocates for IVF and such great, you know, moral support for so many people going through this that I just think it would be wonderful to see y'all's journey. Um, no matter what happens, we love you and we hope that you um, get everything you're hoping for and uh, best of luck. Um, I'm rooting for you here in Texas. Thank well, you, Tyler. Tyler, big thank you over there. Suggestion noted. We're putting <laughs> that, we're putting another ping pong ball in the keep going tube. <laughs> um, all right, Vicky says a few weeks ago, Matt mentioned the possibility of an egghead meetup whilst he's in London for James Bonding. Oh, I did. That's, yeah, that's is true. that still on the cards? Uh, it's. I think it's still on the table. Yeah, I don't see why I couldn't sort of figure that out. Well, I can see a number of reasons of why I couldn't figure that out. A, Dory's not going to be there. B, I'm very not good at doing things if Dory's not around. Uh, C, organization is not my strong suit. Uh, D, uh, is is C, doubly not organized. Okay, E, all of the above. Yes, but look, this is certainly something I'd like to attempt uh, I'm excited to be in England. I know we're not going to be near Manchester, but after watching two episodes of Million Pound Menu, <laughs> I feel like the food scene's just exploding, guys. <laughs> Manchester has doubled the number of restaurants in the last be- five years. I can't believe it. <laughs> um, so I guess email me again for next week, which will be the... Two weeks, Two weeks before. before. So email me again to remind me. Email the podcast again to remind me. Uh, and what we'll do is at that point, I will have my final sort of schedule from the festival. Uh, and I can hopefully try to work something out. All right. Yeah. Sounds good. I'd love to I'd love to see you guys. Yeah. Also, if anyone knows, where is the flying, is the flying Scotsman on display anywhere? Okay. Okay. That's my that's my question. Um we have a I request I can check that on the internet pretty from, easily. Um our friend Erin Gudge. The Gudge. Here comes the Gudge. She says, My oldest is getting ready to apply to colleges. Yep. Do you need a recommendation mm. for five of them? She is a mega genius but has no idea where she wants to go to school. We will take any advice people can throw our way. I went in state as did my husband, but she wants to flee the nest and not go to the local state university or as she calls it, high school (laughs) 2.0. She wants to be a doctor, most likely neuroscience or something related to that research and not treatment. She wants to minor in music or vocal performance. Guess where she's going. So I guess this is the egghead signal going out. UCLA. Okay. I think that's honestly just off the top of my dome. Mm-hmm. Knowing the programs over there and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the pre-med program they mm-hmm. have over there, in addition to the uh, focus on arts that they mm-hmm. have, I think that's a, that's probably a pretty decent hit spot to go. Yeah. Unless she's in California, in which case that'd be insane. She's in, I believe uh, the Gudge is in Oregon. Oh, look, same time zone, A. Yep. That's a big bonus if mm-hmm. you're going away to school, you're in the same time zone. B, it's a it's a it's not a very long flight at all. No. Um, uh, C, you'll love the campus. It's very close to the California Fertility Partners. <laughs> <laughs> the only other thing I would say is if um, if your daughter is planning on 
becoming a doctor, a neuroscientist, you know, she's, she's going to go to probably do like an MD PhD type thing. So grad school is really like going to be the thing. So, you know, she's gonna, she's gonna want to go to a good undergraduate school, but it's really going to be what school is going to prepare her the best for grad school and where can she like get the best grades and, you know, just be the best prepared. Yeah. So Dory probably votes for Penn. Well, but that that's very far. It is very far. You know, I I I was coming from Boston. Boston to Philly is very easy. A hop, skip, and a train. Yeah, and in the same time zone. Exactly. <laughs> um, the other thing that I would say is like if she if she really is a mega genius, she can probably get some scholarships. Well, yeah, obviously. So I would look into schools that you know might offer her some um, scholarships because if she again if she wants to be a doctor. That's a long road and an expensive road. Yes, that is a very long road. Um, all right. We have one final email. Okay. And it is from... Lex? Yep. Yay! Hey, guys. Here's a conversation from my house last Sunday. <laughs> Me. Hey, babe. There's a three-minute Patreon episode from Matt and Dory. Beverly. That means she's pregnant. <laughs> Me. Probably. Let's listen. My wife, as usual, was right. This alone is a perfect example of why everyone should become a Patreon supporter. <laughs> so, congratulations from the Conan household with all appropriate tentativeness and hushed excitement. Yes. Before hearing your news, I had been planning an announcement of my own. Oh, Lex, what is it? Which now seems less important. I thought of holding off for a couple of weeks before emailing my update, but decided that if I waited too long so to write right. in, you'd start getting emails from eggheads wondering what I was up to two major changes in my life have happened independently are you off the road and concurrently first i am no longer driving long haul oh my god lex the road is not as safe without you out there i took a new position with my company where i can be home every day i say every day instead of every night because i took a position driving an 11 hour graveyard shift 8 p.m to 7 a.m driving locally now instead of driving six hundred or so miles each day, I'll be driving seven. I'll be driving seven miles eight to ten times a day. Okay. Second and more important, yeah, I'm going back to school. Lex, what for? I've decided to follow that oh so common path from truck driver to high school biology teacher. <laughs> Lex, that's amazing. Lex, virtuous, yes. Are you going to make more money uh, teaching high school biology? No. I've gone back to school every once in a while, but never gotten a degree. I've always been a huge proponent of science and of passing the love of it on to future generations. I was having a conversation with my sister, an elementary school teacher herself, and she pointed out that this is what I should have been doing all along. I also think that this podcast had no small part in influencing me to move in this direction. Oh, all the science talk. I enjoy my job driving a truck, but anyone can drive a truck. I've always had a real passion for science, but always felt that I'd let any chance of a career in it pass me by by being a bit of a fuck up in high school. Anyway. Me too, pal. This week is about you and your good news. So congratulations and fingers crossed. The the atheist version of hopes and prayers. Lex, P.S. Maybe Dory should be a guest on my podcast since Matt seems a bit busy to get back to me. Lex. Oh, Lex, are you around uh, Labor Day weekend? I think we'll be around the house. So we will be. be. Might be ample opportunity to re-email Matt and get the old dog back in the hunt. And by that, I mean get me on the podcast. (laughs) Okay. Uh, 
that was that's it for the emails and the voicemails a big thank you to everybody uh for throwing all of your support our way um just you know kind words mean a ton uh but if you want to do more than kind words you can support us on patreon uh and get up to two bonus episodes per month up to and including uh maybe a third three minute bonus where i say uh hey dory we have news what is it and then people find out before the regular podcast comes out um you can go to patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure. Huge thanks to our Patreon supporters. Uh, if you support us at the $5 level, uh, guys, I don't want to brag, but uh, Jonathan Frakes just texted me. So I'll check in on that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Look, when, when, when Frakes texts, it's, it's a big deal. He's okay. still my number one. Uh, what about Bo? Bo can't text yet. We oh, get to. Master his paw yeah. on phone situation. Uh, so if you support us at $5 and above, you'll get your name right on the podcast each month. You'll also get the back catalog of Patreon episodes uh, if you support us there. So big thank you to all of our new supporters. Uh, you'll get your name read on next month's episode. And Dory says we will try to read these faster. So here I go. Tatiana Martinez, thank you. The Holterman clan, thank you. The Kembles, Tyne Ludwig, Tracy, Jury, Victoria D, Wendy Nielsen, Zaluma Flamion, Zandy, sorry, Sandy Barry, Alex uh, Mascaro, Allie, who is Charlie's mom, Allison St. Louis, Amanda Lanceter, Amanda Schram, Andrea, Anne Appleton Clayton, Anna Worley, and Vincent Annie Quinn. Anonymous, Anonymous, April Patrick, Ashley Wager, uh, Bertha Crowley, Brenna Mulvaney, Brooke McIntyre, Brian Gusky, Cassie, Cassie Joe, or Casey Joe, uh, Catherine Field, Chadwin, Christina, Claudia Berger, Dana Larick, Danny Kav, Danielle Nusiforo, uh, Dean Wilson, Deanna McLean, Don't Throw It Away for Han. <laughs> Elizabeth, Ellen, Elliot, Anya, uh, Emma, Summer, Esty, Francesca, Fiore, Gabriella, Gita, Dury, Greer, Watson, Greta P, Jackie Spagnuolo, Jane Callahan, Jane Ennis, Jane Collati, Jennifer Bosch, Ooh. <laughs> Jennifer Marr, Jennifer Simon, Jennifer T. Brennan, Jenny Gagas, uh, Jessica. De Kemper, Jessica Zimbelman, Jordan Hamesley, uh, Kareen Labrie, Kathleen Gilchrist, Katie Combs Pritchard, Katie Hobbs, Katie Joyner, Katie McKenzie, Carrie L., Kimberly Miller, Laura Bennett, Laura Murray, Lauren Luther, Lauren Schultz, Madeline Deathliffs, Mara Foss, Marid. Mary M, Mary Messick, Megan Sherbenois, Sherbeno, uh, Sherbeno, that sounds better, Megan Drury, Melanie Bronbeck, Melody Harris, Naomi Nixon, Nicole Hawksprung, Nikki Chung, Olga Zidstar, Zid, Olga, I'm going to go with Zilstra. Okay. I probably, oh, Olga, I'm so sorry. Paul Baker, Quincy Court, R.I., Rebecca Dawson, Rebecca Tran, Rob Bean, Ruth Magaloon, Magalan, Magalan, 
Ryan Solo, Samantha, Sandal Mason, Sarah Lauer, Sarah M, Savannah Fox, Shanna Mandel, Stacey Mulligan, Suzanne, Teresa Kuhn, Tiffany Stevens, and of course, Tracy Krauser. Thank you all so very much for supporting us. If I butchered your name, that's on me. There's, I think there's a place you can phonetically enter the name. Um on Patreon. Yeah, do it in your Patreon profile. Um, we can't keep track of them individually when you email them to us, so please just change the name in your Patreon profile. Change Lanam. Yes. Okay, thank you, everybody. Uh, wish us luck. We are going in tomorrow, and uh, hopefully we will have all been worrying for nothing. Anyway. Bye. Because he makes me feel better. Please enjoy some George Harrison. Bye.